if people who say, well, I recognize women all throughout the year, it's like, well, then why weren't you before? You need something to remind you that something needs to be recognized sometimes. And I think that it's becoming something that definitely I'm seeing little changes. month is important today i'm really excited that i get to talk to the founder of women in horror recognition month hannah erotica through the strength of her ideas and her practices she has brought big chunks of the horror community together she she's united bloggers artists other creatives of every gender with one common goal to recognize the creative input of women within the genre that we love hello hannah Hey. Right, I've got a lot of questions and your time is limited, so let's go. Why does the world need Women in Horror Recognition Month? Well, before I came up with the idea for Women in Horror Month, one of the motivator motivating factors for me was people asking me questions in interviews, like um, when I was interviewed by CBC Radio in Canada around the time Jennifer's Bodies came out. I was on a panel with Ivanka and um, Aviva Briefel and a few other women. And the questions that the interviewer was asking were very, very, you know, kind of acting like we were a novelty, like we were, you know, just a small little group of weird women who didn't really represent any kind of population. And a lot of focus was paid on, you know, appearance and uh, that kind of thing. So, it was from that interaction that I was like, you know, how can people still not know that women love horror films as fans, but women also love to make horror films, write scary stories, do makeup effects, all kinds of things. And so I was sitting on my couch, as I, <laughs> as I remember, and I was just like, you know, we need to really recognize that this is seriously like an issue right now. And so that's what sort of happened and that's why I felt it was important because if mainstream or even non-mainstream media is so shocked by women's relationship with horror then there's a lot of education um, that needs to be done and a lot of women that are probably out there that don't have the support uh, or networks so so really it, that's what what it's all about for me right how far is it coming like it's this is the third year isn't it so this is the fourth year actually fourth year Right, sorry, my bad. That's okay. <laughs> so how far has it come in the in the in the in the time? It's crazy. Each year has a very distinct personality, which one day I would love to sort of when I have time, which I never do, is like really reflect on each year and, and what I learned from it um, and what it produced. But I've seen from the beginning a drastic change in a few different areas. So one of the most popular examples would be Jen and Sylvia Saska, who had been had made a film called Dead Hooker in a Trunk. And, you know, people weren't really taking it seriously because of its title and and they were having a hard time. And so the two of us found each other through a mutual friend, um, Eli Roth. And then we basically, you know, 
I saw their film and I was like, this is great. And so this was around the same time that Women in Horror Month was starting. And one of the things with Women in Horror Month is for people to build their own film festivals, to create their own spaces for showing women's films in their communities. And so Dead Hooker in a Trunk found a home in a lot of these film festivals. And that ended up being obviously a huge success and their film went on to be seen by a wider audience and then now you know with Universal they they finished American Mary and that's very much I see having been in part to the support of women in horror months but then also on top of that I've seen so many people find each other every year I hear oh I you know I, I didn't know these people existed or um you know, the, I met this musician who now is going to help do music for my short, and I didn't know women who did that. And and then this year, one of the things that I think is amazing is I've been in touch with a woman in Serbia who um, was basically saying that she was just really depressed. There was, like, nothing for women uh, in horror, but also women being supported in the technical art of filmmaking. And when she said she found Women in Horror Month, it inspired her to her own little community called Girls Do Horror in Serbia and they have their first week-long event this February and she's really paving the way for women in film over there and it's it all kind of is like a big um, domino effect in the sense that you know the more we help each other we're we're just kind of gonna bleed over into other forms of the industry and every year is, is just great so it's 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 i mean obviously i'm in the uk you guys are in america and um i obviously hear a lot about it from people over there people about it over here but it's like fully global is that right yeah it's really crazy because you know i started it in in the u.s and then it was celebrated the first year in the uk which is actually where dead hooker in the trunk screened um at ghouls on film in the uk was it nia that put that together i think it yes was. Yes, Mia, she's amazing. Yeah, she's so great. now we have like UK, there's Scotland, Australia, Serbia, Canada. Every time I, I mean, I'm here and all over, you know, different places in the countries. And so it's really, it's um, uh, uh, Italy. <laughs> it's, it's pretty amazing. And I think it's all in part, it's all due to, you know, the internet, obviously. And the fact that not just that we have the internet, I mean, anybody can, can, try to connect people but what really makes it work is when people really want to make change and they see a need for it and they support each other and women are very much um, conditioned to not support each other and to be in competition um, where you don't see that as much with men and I think that's part of why it's hard for women to reach those the top just that's just one of the many but I think that um, people can post on the internet and um, reach anybody, but I think, it, like I said, it's the fact that women decided somehow magically to support each other. Um, and, of course, there's still issues, obviously, that we're trying to work on. The fact that people shared this common need, men and women, is what made it global, and I think that it's incredible, and it just shows that it's, it's, it's an issue that affects places all over and there's st still many more people to reach, but I think in our fourth year, we're doing pretty amazing. Yeah, it just seems to get bigger and bigger and bigger every year. Every year, I think this is going to be the last year. 
well, this is de- people are not going to be interested in this next year. And then each year it happens, and I'm just amazed at the creativity and, you know, the way people choose to celebrate because people do film festivals, but they also do, you know, Tanya Atomic is writing original songs for women that she likes in horror and made a jewelry line. And there's theaters that have been putting on uh, shows to celebrate women in horror. And so the, there's so many creative mediums that are being utilized. And I think that's what makes it exciting too. You've been involved in um, film criticism and, and feminine for a real long time. Um, yeah. How do you feel about the, the sort of modern use of feminin- femininity, uh, obviously particularly in horror? I've been thinking about this a lot and, and my answer is kind of all over the place, but um I think there's we've moved forward and we've mo- moved backward, and it really depends on where where we're looking for you know our films. If it's mainstream films versus underground, independent, there's so many different sects of where you're going to find things and what's happening. But in terms of mainstream, I'm disappointed. I'll use an example: the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street was horrendous and one of the things I loved about the first one which was you know with Heather Langenkamp who played this strong strong character you would think nowadays that we would elaborate on that or or celebrate a strong character but instead we get a character that's completely opposite and I think so some films um we're moving backwards and caring less about our characters because we don't really care. But then on the other hand, you have films undergrounds or, or independently made like American Mary, where there's actual genuine um, creativity and thought going into to the woman's character and whose experiences are being reflected in the films. So really, I think with the, the fact that we just are so inundated with films from youtube all the way to hollywood and anywhere in between it's such a there's such a broad spectrum and and even if you look at different subgenres, it's it's such an intricate thing that it's hard for me to really ever these days answer that question directly unfortunately it's sort of i'm in a very contemplative place about all that stuff i guess that sort of leads on to my my next question um obviously misogyny misogyny and horror is something that seems to be as old as the genre itself can you share some of what you believe are the worst the worst culprits of of horror of horror misogyny i think it's misogyny is really insidious in how it affects everything um in ways that are obvious and not obvious and so I think there's the obvious where you have film roles that are just the old, you know, we just want a chick that's going to get naked, be covered in blood, have no depth or opinion or anything, and we're just going to try to make money off of it. But it can be in multiple places. So, for example, you can see it at the level of the corporate level of who's in top positions in the movie industry, but also you can see it in terms of what roles are being available to women. The Scream Queen phenomena was sort of, had a sort of twofold effect. It was, it was a kind of empowering and reductive at the same time. Do you think that set the tone for how women are portrayed or perceived in the horror genre? When you looked up women in horror back in the day, 10 years ago, the Scream Queen is really what you would find. She, and this in no way discredits the, the awesomeness of a genuine Scream Queen, you know, um, like Debbie Rashawn and that kind of thing. I mean, obviously it comes down to how we define it. But I think that by only highlighting Scream Queens, there was this illusion of inclusion that we support women in horror because, look, we're putting women in the forefront of everything, but it's only because 
they're naked and bloody. We're not celebrating anything about them as a person in the industry. So I think that that's changed um, in some respects, definitely not in all. But um, I think the word, it's a very loaded word for me. You know, like Jamie Lee Curtis is considered a scream queen. And so you really have to look at, I guess, how one defines that word. And And to me, a scream queen used to be just someone that was in a ton of horror slasher movies. And I think that's still what it's seen as. But to me, a scream queen these days definitely is is a, a definition that needs some evolution. Just to sort of extrapolate on that, like obviously like the, the scream queens were, it is empowering because these women were like, yes, we're doing this. We are taking on the world. But like also at the same time, they're being told that they, the only way that they can get ahead is by addressing their own sexuality and sort of exploiting their own sexuality to to to, th- to then be empowered by it like if there i'm picturing like the squeam this the squeam queen the scream queen in the center and then i see like a road to yes we're showing women in in the quote final girl you know that whole theory of these women in those roles and they're they're the scream queens so there's that interesting form of study to look at but then there's also the well we're only looking at their bodies and who's the person that this is targeted to and and then you know it just shoots off in all these directions of ways to think about it and um is there room for a scream queen to be more than just tits and blood like that's my hope but is it an archaic term I don't know so there's just so many things that come into my mind when I think about that word and I think the same thing can be said for the word feminism I mean you know I just people bring so much project so much onto certain phrases and words that you really have to tease it all out and I think that um when people think of women in horror we want to shift to obviously still recognizing the scream queens absolutely because they are you know a huge face of horror for women Mm. but also other forms of artists and women in horror in that definition a lot of directors and a lot of films get get labeled as misogynistic through reviewers or uh online reviewers or critics or or viewers and sometimes I mean, sometimes I think it's founded. Sometimes I think it isn't. I think it all it all boils down to who's watching it and and their their own their own sort of views of what misogyny is. Some people say that Eli Roth's films are misogynistic. I don't know where you would stand on on that. So it's really easy, I think, to label something really quickly because when you see a movie, you really want to quickly associate it with some feeling or label. And I think that even I'm guilty of. I'll use Hostel as an example. So. The first time I saw Hostel, I was like, what the fuck? Like, this is so misogynist. These guys are assholes. Like, what the hell? Why do I give a shit? And I kind of just, I didn't get it. And then I saw it again, and I had a completely different opinion, and I loved it. And I realized that, you know, I just wasn't thinking about it critically enough. It's like, okay, this is a comment on post-9-11 culture. And I think that men... And their disrespect 
to go into another culture and how they view women in other cultures as less than, um, and the whole theme of torture, you know, after that. And I think, um, there was a lot more going on. And I think intention plays a big part because I know Eli Roth from talking to him, his intention was just that. So I think when you went before people quickly say that film was misogynist, I think you have to kind of step back and just ask some questions like, what was the intention What's the history here? You know, what is this saying about these characters? And and I think that if you really think about it and then come to that conclusion and you can back it up, but I do push people to sort of say, especially if a film appeals to a lot of people, just kind of see, well, what is it that's appealing to people? And if it's misogynist, how can we figure out why and to not utilize that? There was another movie actually like, what was the movie that what got remade? Oh, fuck. I think it was Alexander Aja did The Hills it. of Eyes. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, like, again, like, when I first saw that movie, I was like, oh, these American assholes, blah, 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 putting the American flag in the ground at the end. And I was like, this is so pro-America. And, and then I watched it again, and I'm like, wait, I think that that's not what this, what's happening here. And I And I developed a whole other opinion. So, for me, I'm a little slow, like... I have to watch movies multiple times that I think are misogynist and really, really think about the, the intention. Um, last thing I want to add is the movie Dead Girl. Right. Um, which got drastically different you know, reviews. I mean, and one of the things I loved was that there were some feminist websites that actually wrote positive reviews of this film, whereas a lot of men or and females um, jumped. I think, you know what, it's interesting. I think sometimes male reviewers are quicker to label something misogynist. I don't know if I just made that up on the spot, but I just think about Ebert and I spit on your grave and then like the feminist response. But anyway, um, I think that the um the movie had such a feminist theme and message and i don't know that that was intended but i could you know some reviewers could easily look there's this dead woman and these guys are just going in and raping her every day and bringing their friends in to fuck her and then you can look at it as a comment on pornography and our culture and way men view women so i think it just comes down to how we're looking at things and and what we're bringing to it the problem with some some of the films like that is that a lot of the audience might enjoy it at face value and that i think that's a a sort of dangerous area if like someone's watching hostel and they're saying yeah fucking you go you guys you're my heroes which Mm -hmm. happens i think i think it sort of takes it into a darker place and that's a it's a bit of a a horrible gray area it it really really is and and it's true i mean not everyone is gonna want to or uh, think to to sit around and be, hmm, I wonder about what this is saying about our culture. I mean, the the majority of a horror, horror fans are, are probably, I'm guessing, not doing that. Um, and yeah, I think there's a really big gray area with any kind of entertainment. There's always going to be that interpretation by groups of people that are not looking at it deeper. And I think it, that is scary. And one of the things that I think could help that, um, you know, one of the things I'm thinking is with Eli Roth again, for example, he publicly supported feminist works. And I think by men who are making, or women who are making films that could do, or any kind of art actually, that could have that gray area. I mean, I think there, and this gets into a whole other issue of the artist's social responsibilities. And, and I've 
that's a whole nother road, but to maybe just be vocal about things and, and um, what you really stand for. Um, but I don't know. I'm kind of making that up as I go along. I think it's just one of those gray areas that it's the, the fanboy thing. And uh, the more we can get women and men who are like horror for non horrible reasons, like <laughs> pornography, for example, there's people that are evil and watch pornography. And there's people that are like everyday people that watch pornography and aren't going out and abusing people. So I think there's just this gray area in any kind of thing that's dark. You know what? I wonder too, Jamie, like even if you're looking at Family Guy, I mean, that just popped in my head. One could watch that and say, oh, they just made a joke about black people. They just made a joke about Asian people and be like, oh, they're being sarcastic or, you know, some people just are going to take things at face value and, and maybe at the deepest heart of all of this is education and teaching people how to think critically. I think education is, is the key. So there are these good male directors in the genre that are, that are in touch and, they, and they, they make films with strong female roles. I'm talking about like Lucky McKee and Joss Whedon for, for, to some degree. Do you think that some people think that that's enough? No, I don't, I don't think it's enough. I think it's a start. I think it's great. Um, I think it's important and not done enough. But I think um, one of the ways that I think if men want to truly support women in film... Uh, other than just having a strong role, there's a few things that are coming to my mind. Like when you're writing a story, okay, you have a strong character, but it, who? there's also evaluating that character and is she really strong or is it just the stereotype of what a strong woman is? But I think what, what it comes down to behind the scenes is, and I'll use a personal example, when I was young, I took a uh, screenwriting course and I was really, you know, insecure, very insecure junior high age and I wrote this little mini screenplay for the first time and I took an after school class that was after that which was script to screen where you would take your little script and make into a little short film and I was really proud of myself I, I came in and I took this classroom and turned it into a set which I couldn't believe I had done and I was really excited and then right when I was going to start these guys uh, came in and just they sort of took over the project and changed everything and said, you know, you don't know what you're doing, step aside. And I always had such low self-esteem, I didn't know what to do or say, and I let it happen. And so I think one of the things that could be really beneficial is if you are a guy or, and I'm just using men because that's the primary example, and you have a woman on the set like making a film and she, you want to support her. Like, if she wants to learn how to do something or she's making a film, don't jump in and say, wait, let me show you how to do this. Or, well, you might want to try this. I think there needs to be a respect for what women's visions are. And so you can support women by creating strong roles, but it comes down to how are you treating women and what's the overall message. Well, like, one of the things in uh, America Mary that really struck me was just how real all the female characters were and just all the characters in general like the women came off well or not well depending on who they were and where they were in their in their arcs and the men were the same even like the the characters that were that were way out there like Beatrice um it all just seemed so grounded and real and I don't think that could have happened through uh well maybe it could but I don't think it I don't think that's ever happened to that degree uh, from, a, from a male's vision before particularly in the horror genre 
I definitely think that women, one of the things that's exciting about getting more work, like, you know, Jen and Sylvia's film, more, more women's perspectives is exactly what you're saying, is that we're so inundated at this point with male-produced fear. So we are very familiar with, with the fear created by men in film. But we have a whole untapped world of fear from a woman's perspective. And, and when you're talking about fear from being a woman's, at a woman's perspective, it's really seeped in what the experience of being a woman is. Because being a woman, there's a lot of fear ingrained in it. Um, that men don't really think about because they don't have to. So I think when you have characters, women making these characters with that are genuine, they're they're putting in a lot of um, what that that human experience is is different, but how our experiences can can kind of bring fresh fear and um, genuine feminine feminine experience, female experiences to the genre. This is just something that I'm plucking out of my head now. When we when we did the um, the American Mary episode on the podcast, I'd come across a review on IMDb that pretty much started with "I'm not sexist, but," and then ended with like, "If you want to take your girlfriend to see a horror film, this is the, the this is the one." And I think it said something in there like, "Guys have Saw and girls have American Mary." Can you articulate how much bullshit that is? Just for my just for my pleasure, please. Well, oh, I could say so many things. Okay. Um, basically, I think that, uh, let's see, how do I want to phrase this? Women, I'm going to say it nicely. Women fucking love horror films. They, as teenagers, so many girls will get together and watch terrifying movies together as like a tradition. It's like a, it's like a thing girls tend to do. And they like scary movies and they like scary movies by men and women. And there is absolutely nothing that rings true in that statement at all. And it's bullshit. Um, I think that does that mean that if women only like American Mary, that they're not going to like, Texas, I mean, they're not going to like any film that's made by a man, even in another genre. I mean, it's just ridiculous, especially since Saw is hysterical. I mean, it's just funny. And as a woman, I went to go see it with lots of other women, and we were hysterical because we weren't grossed out. It was more like, oh, my God, the acting is so overkill, and he's chopping off his leg, and ha, ha, ha. It's like to make the assumption that women only want to watch a certain type of horror is 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 exactly the point of all of this uh, women in horror month um mission it's like not only do we make horror but we are fans and we fucking love horror and we are a huge part of that audience so anyone who thinks otherwise really needs to do their research well the thing that really offended me that offended me about that article that uh, review was um i would much rather watch american mary than watch saw again and I'm... because it's better exactly <laughs> Because it's a good film. So does that say men want to watch shit and girls want to watch something that's, like, you know, well done? Maybe. But I don't think so. I think this guy just might not have, or girl might not have very good taste. It was, I think it was definitely a guy. I hope so because I shouldn't say I hope so. Honestly, I've become jaded. I mean, the thing is, every year I get so much hate sent my way in February and it's sad because it comes from men, but it comes from women in equal numbers. And and so that's why I, I'll never assume 
if that was a man or a woman that wrote that. <laughs> right, last question. Uh, that sort of leads on from the point that you, that you just made there. The women horror movement does have some detractors. Do you have a message for them? I do not want, I do not want every, I don't feel like everyone needs to love women in horror month. By all means, it's not, it's not for everybody. But I think that if you're going to dismiss it publicly um, in a long rant, that you should, as with anything, do research as to what you are ranting against. And so the hardest thing is to see these posts that are saying, I hate women in horror month, and actually the best title for one, I shouldn't even give it any promotion, but it's, I believe it's get that vagina shaped chip off your shoulder or something. I, I thought that was a really great title, actually. Um, but it, it's really, it's really frustrating because I see the, the points people make and I want to say, no, the reason you're saying you don't like women in horror month is not what Women in Horror Month really is about in the first place. So I wish that if people are saying the reasons that they really don't like it, to maybe just take a second and think, is the reason I don't like Women in Horror Month really even reflective of what it's about in the first place? And I think that's the hugest thing I've run into with every hate post I've found. They all hate it for reasons that are not part of our mission. So just do your research, people. That's all I can ask. Brilliant. Well, Hannah, uh, thank you very much. Thank you, Jamie, so much. Seriously, it was great talking to you and after four years now.